Picture this, you're walking down the street, minding your own business, and someone comes out of nowhere and punches you in the face. You land on the ground, your nose is bleeding. It might be broken, how do you react? Well, the emotion you're gonna feel is anger. That person hurt you. And now you want to hurt them. But what if you did something else? In this situation and in every other situation in life, when you get angry at someone, you have the option to choose to shut down your anger by feeling compassion for the other person. To imagine what pain inside of them could have caused them to do this to you. Now you're gonna have a voice inside of you that screams, no fucking way. They were wrong to do what they did. And I'm pissed about it, which is fair. But ask yourself whether that voice is your friend. Ask yourself, is there any possibility you'd be better off if you made the choice to use compassion to shut down your anger. One decision you can make that will transform your life, and you can easily do it right now, is to stop complaining to others and to yourself. Three years ago, I went to a big Tony Robbins event called Date with Destiny. It completely transformed my life. I used to be a chronic complainer. Chances are, you're like I was. On average, people complain about something once a minute. One of the main ways Tony Robbins improves people's lives is by getting us to really look at how we talk to ourselves. And for most of us, our self-talk is all about everything that isn't the way we want it to be. We focus on what's wrong in our lives. And according to research done at Stanford, that damages our brains and our health. More importantly, it makes us feel like we're doing something. When all we're really doing is stirring up negativity which just gets in the way. There is one skill you can quickly develop that will massively improve every important relationship in your life. Three of the most common things that people in relationships like say are, you're not listening. Let me finish. That's not what I said. Well, I have a simple solution for this that you can start using today. Here it is. In every conversation you have, you start with this mission to fully and deeply understand what the other person is saying and what they're not saying, what's underneath the words. This means you completely set aside whatever it is you want until the mission is complete. You fill your mind with what the other person is saying and you study them for clues about what they're feeling. You say back to them every single thing you hear from them or you see on their face and nothing else. Start doing this today and your relationship will immediately improve, I promise. When you're having an important conversation, there is one thing you can do that'll help you get what you want out of the conversation. And it'll also bring the two of you closer together. Here's the science behind it. They show people pictures like these while an MRI is looking at their brains. Right away, the threat detection center in their brains, the amygdala, sounds an alarm. But then they ask the people to label the emotion out loud. So the person says the word angry or afraid. As soon as they say it, the alarm gets way quieter. All right, here's how you can use this. Always, no matter who you're talking to, if you sense they're feeling any negative emotion, you label it out loud. You just say something like, you seem to be worried about something. And that quiets down the alarm that's sounding in their mind. And it makes them feel seen by you. It's called emotion labeling. Give it a try. You won't believe how powerful it is. Some people believe no one should ever say the word fuck. Some people are gonna unfollow me because I just said it. But according to the science of taboo language, there are good reasons to use 
words like fuck. Notice that every time I say the word fuck, there's a little blip of activation in your mind. If your mind was wandering because you thought I was about to start talking about neuroscience, and then you heard me say fuck, your attention probably snapped back into focus. A voice in your head might have just said, whoa, he said fuck. Here's the power of the word. Our society has made it a big deal. So people are a lot more likely to say fuck when emotions are heated. It's an emotionally charged word. Here's the upshot. If you really need to get through to someone, can actually help to say the word fuck. Getting from where you are in life right now to where you wanna be just requires one thing, that you live intentionally. From the time you open your eyes in the morning till your head hits the pillow at night, how many minutes in the day do you spend doing exactly the thing you've chosen to do? Because you know it's the best use of that minute. Look, it's totally cool to spend 10 minutes on TikTok watching videos like this one, as long as you chose in advance to spend those 10 minutes on TikTok. Because you believed it was the right use of your time as a break or as a reward, it doesn't matter. What does matter is that you had the intention to do it before you did it. Now, what would the rest of your day look like if you lived it intentionally? And what effect do you think this would have on your life if you did it every day? If you consider yourself an introvert, you need to hear what I'm about to say. The word introvert didn't exist until 100 years ago when Carl Jung defined it as someone who gets energy from spending time alone. And he defined an extrovert as someone who gets energy from being around other people. But he said neither one actually exists. Everyone is somewhere in between. Now, I have always hated small talk. I'll do anything to avoid it. And I spend a lot of time each day but I stopped labeling myself as an introvert a long time ago. And so should you. We're all ambiverts, which means we're part introvert, part extrovert. And identifying as being at one extreme or the other doesn't help us. It actually pushes us further to that extreme. There's a ton of research that shows that ambiverts do better in life, which makes sense. At any point in time, you can choose to be an introvert or an extrovert, depending on which one's gonna help you succeed at what you're doing in that moment. Are you a Mac or a PC? Now, I'm not talking about what kind of computer you use. I'm talking about you and the way you approach life. You get to choose whether you're gonna do things the way everyone else does them or blaze your own path. Whether you're gonna do what's safe and conventional or what's bold and daring. The big question is, what do you want from life? Do you want a life that's safe and boring? Or one that's exciting? One that takes you places you can't even imagine right now. But maybe it's better to be practical. I mean, if you don't aim too high, you won't have the pain of disappointment. Look, Apple, has always been about thinking different. Steve Jobs broke all the rules and Bill Gates followed all the rules. Which one of them are you gonna choose as a role model? For your parents and grandparents, life was monotonous. Back then, babies popped out and got dropped in with all the other babies. And the school system squeezed out every drop of creativity and told kids to study hard so they could go to college and major in something practical like accounting. And then go sit in an office and do what they were told. People fell in line. They got their yearly raises, put money in their 401ks, and then retired and played bingo till it was time to get boxed up and dropped into the ground. That is not your life. Now, there's no reward for fitting in or doing what they all tell you to do. You get to choose your own path. You get to do what's fun and exciting. Anything you imagine can become real. It's time to throw away the cookie cutters. Forget about what everyone else is doing. It's time for you to be you.
The book that's had the biggest impact on my life so far is The Obstacle is the Way by Ryan Holiday. When I read it, I was at the lowest point of my life. I'd spent years building a company and it had just started to succeed. And all of a sudden, I got fired as CEO and the whole thing crashed and burned in a pretty spectacular way. Oh, and I'd invested my entire life savings in it. And I was personally on the line for a ton of money the company borrowed. This book somehow landed in my hands right when I most needed it. It got me from that pit of despair to where I am now, which is a pretty awesome place. It did that by radically changing my mindset so that I was able to see that what seemed like the worst thing ever to happen in my life could turn out to be the best thing ever. And for me, it did. The key was in the 2000 year old wisdom that Ryan shared in the book. If you're struggling right now, the obstacle is the way might have the answer you're searching for. Thank you